Parallel Radio. Parallel Radio. back on Parallel Radio after a little Christmas break. It is the 10th of January today and we are talking about radio, which is why we just played on my radio. And today we are joined by Newton, Kathleen and Walter, who are going to give us some of their personal experiences about how they listen to radio, their favourite radio and what radio means in their life. So, why don't we start with you, Newton, because you actually have a radio show, so this is something you, that you know quite a lot about. You play weekly on Haggerston Radio. So why do you have a show? What, what, 
what is the reason for this? How, what does it do for you? Well, <coughs> first and foremost, um, my show is um, promoting a specific type of music, which is reggae music, and um, especially the fact that it's a specialist thing, um, old school and music from the past, reggae music from the past. And um, it grows on you. I mean, I've been doing my show for nearly um, 15 months, something like that. So it's something that you learn to enjoy if you didn't in the beginning. And music is quite a spiritual thing. It does manage to get hold of you. And um, from my perspective, it has done. Hopefully it's doing the same thing in my broadcast that more and more people are listening in. Did you, when you first, when you were um, younger, did radio play a role in your life? Did you discover music <coughs> through listening to specific radio shows? Was um, it something that well, was part I of think your life? My life has been providential in certain ways. Um, my pet project, which later became my job, was to do with music. I used to run um, a nightclub, which was the first. Uh, reggae club in Hackney so through that um, adventure um, after I retired from that job I looked around for something to do and again Providence stepped in and I had an opportunity to become a DJ so um, but you grew up in Jamaica when you were a kid, and was, were there radio stations there that were influential? Did they play m the music that people wanted to listen to? Was was there a kind of um, community around radio? Was it imp an important part of life at that time? Well, when I was growing up, there was hardly any radio stations in Jamaica. We used to encroach on um, the nearest place, which was America. We used to pick up um, American radio stations that played music. And later on, when um, it was online, there was a station called Radio Luxembourg. I should imagine it's the same place that we know as Luxembourg, which is more or less in, in Europe. But we used to pick that up, and of course, the reason for that was because um, the music that they played was more or less what was very catchy and very interesting. In fact, um, it was during those days that we first heard Elvis Presley when he, he, he started doing his thing. And so you got Radio Luxembourg all the way in Jamaica yep. on the airway. We used to pick it up, yes. That's amazing. I didn't know it. it I mean, obviously, it was a big part of a lot of people's life, yes. especially in the UK. But I had no idea that it was broadcast oh, yeah. all the I way in Jamaica. I don't know if it was done by relay or anything like that, because we didn't really go into the technicalities. But um, 
radio was quite a luxury in those days, and if a family had one, we'd all kind of compete to uh, listen to it. So um, we didn't actually, we were just grateful to be able to pick up music that was interesting because that w we weren't interested in politics or in current affairs during those days but music as I say even from an early stage does come into your life in quite a substantial way. Um, what about you Walter? Um, did you grow up listening to a particular radio station or was it was it in your life when you were a kid? Yes. If you um, there was a radio in my life, and um, we used it extensively uh, to to access music and and to use as a speaker for 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 rate for records. We used a, a little a little pickup. Yeah, we would attach a little pickup to that, and and it would um, serve as a as a way of um, amplifying whatever music there was, um, you know, around the around the home. So you actually used the the equipment, the radio equipment, to play the records that you wanted to play, rather than listening to. No, no, we played the records we want wished to play on a, on on what we referred to in those days as a pickup. It was it was a small like turntable. And you'd put it on, but just like just like your your um, mobile phone now, there were plugs into which you could put uh, things, and it would transmit through the speakers, and you would get a better um, effect. I'd suggest. <laughs> um, so, w when you were listening to these, uh, where where were you at this time? Um, I think. I think um, I was in Clarendon. I think that's when I was um, I, I was early teens, and I was becoming aware of um, music and um, and and the possibilities that the radio, as a resource, you know, provided um, as an for education and and yeah, yeah I, I know what you, you you mean because I think a lot of people when they were growing up discovered the uh, music through radio because mm. they would they would tune into a specific radio station and then find the music that they loved and then keep listening to that and the DJ would tell them about that specific kind of music and who the new artists were to listen to. So I think growing up for a lot of people, radio served at that, as that kind of information platform of where you can listen to something new, so discover a specific genre of music or a style that's coming out. So I think perhaps less now these days, Kathleen, maybe you can come in on this, but... Um, I think for the the time before the internet and before TV dominated, that radio played a very, very important role in discovery of new things because it was the medium that people used. So Radio Luxembourg, for example, that was the way that British kids discovered rock and roll. 
and you know Radio Caroline played a very important role in this bringing kind of new music from America that no one had heard of because there was nowhere else that they could listen to it. Radio Caroline was more or less a pirate radio station. Yeah. Which um, came because um, the the usual stations were very selective in what they played. But I'm encroaching on our friend's time, so just interjected that bit. <laughs> Does pirate radio mean like a legal radio? Or yes, yeah, okay. Exactly. So, um, for example, when I was growing up, mm. um, I discovered rave culture and techno through pirate radio because at the time, no one was really playing it on... Like, Radio 1 was... They had specific shows, but they didn't really play that kind of music. And the people who were playing that music were illegal radio stations um, scattered around and they would they would open for a few weeks and then close down again and I know London was a big hub for pirate radio and it w- played a very very important role in discovering new music for young people at the time because they just couldn't hear it anywhere else so I know you're a bit younger than me so perhaps haven't had that experience but um, would you say that you discovered music say listening to a specific DJ on on a national radio station or um, I don't know what. Ha, how's it? What's your experience of radio? I think I actually had a fairly negative experience of radio growing up. Um, my dad used to kind of just have his particular radio station on in the background all the time. Which um, I grew up in Northern Ireland, and he had um, an Irish-speaking radio station on all the time, and I didn't understand Irish, <laughs> so it was just it was actually quite infuriating. I remember it being a, bo- a bit of a point of contention. Um, in the family um, and I don't actually think I really discovered my kind of like musical taste until the last few years and I'm in like my late 20s now so um, and I think I've mainly discovered that through um, through the internet not through the radio I, I don't really listen to radio for music so much um, I listen to it more for conversation um, and I think for me, the radio kind of came into my life as like a powerful medium when I, I lived in a boat for a couple of years in London and uh, I didn't have a laptop or basically the radio was kind of my like window on the world um, when I was on the boat. And that's when I really started listening to it more. So um, during this time on the boat, what did what did your radio pick up? What, what did you discover? Uh, I really like just coming stumbling across um like one-off documentaries or i remember there's like a program called 15 and basically someone for 15 minutes um starts with one word and then they follow that word and like make this whole program about like where i remember the word when i was listening to it was um storage and then they started um looking at like people who work in like self-storage units and like what that's like and like the kind of people they interact with when they're like moving homes or someone come deceased and all this kind of stuff and I just thought it was such a clever way of like building a story just going from one word and like really using that to like illuminate like a part of society um and do you remember what what that was on what was the station I think that was radio four it's not very fun radio <laughs> four yeah so um so we've heard two kind of uses of radio of discovering new music and then also through words and conversation so there's obviously two different ways that we listen to it and I think that the beauty for me of radio and feel free to come in on this 
is that you can do other stuff at the same time. You're not completely engrossed in it. And I, I love listening to radio, for example, when I'm painting, like painting and decorating or doing something manual and I don't really need to think too much, but I, you, know, you, you kind of have to do this task and it's nice to have the radio on in the background. And I know obviously a lot of people listen to the radio when they're driving because they, they, they're kind of on automatic, but they need to slightly concentrate, but they can hear you know, something going on in the background. So um, it's, in that way, it's very different from television, which kind of takes up all your attention. You can kind of use radio in a very different way. So um, that's kind of interesting and it's interesting how we we use radio and I don't know does anyone still listen to radio Um, all this is very interesting because in industry uh, sort of 30 40 years ago um, everyone would seize the opportunity to bring in their personal radio and they would listen to it it would be I'm sure it was a a positive um, way it helped yeah, you know, I'm sure it was beneficial in in in, in um, helping them focus on what they were doing, as well as helping them pass the time as well. So um, it was used um, quite widely for that. Um, and just to make a comment or two on the um, pirate radio, when I started listening to radio. Um, I listened to it as a um, structured um, provision by the Radio Jamaica. I don't know if it would be, that would be government or what, but just the same as you get license. There was the, this, was a, this was a station provided... The radio was provided by the authorities, so they had, uh, it was well-structured, you know, so you could listen to, for example, the young people knew just like you do for now, the the times at which um, the shows that they liked would be on, and and they would just make it the duty to tune in and and, and listen. So um, it's it's only, I know when pirate radio sort of um, appeared and spread and, and that type of thing, and how you know, unlike unlike this, the radio that's provided by the state, and 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 that type of thing, it, it you know, there's a diff- the big difference is that that is there. You know, it's it's a it's not going to be disconnected without your knowledge or because there's a raid or anything. It's 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 constant. It's there for you for all the time that it's scheduled for. And I think we're um, actually living a very interesting moment for radio at the moment because um, the internet has kind of taken the place of the radio console. A lot of people listen to radio online via the internet. And now pretty much anyone, as you can hear today, can, can broadcast a radio show. So that freedom that um, you could get through pirate stations, which was a very risky affair because you could get arrested and find a lot of money for um, having a pirate station, which is why they were always closing down and having to move around. And, you know, that kind of made part of the appeal because there was a risk involved. But now um, through the internet, 
anyone can have a voice and anyone can talk about something. Obviously, um, how you communicate that and how people find you is a whole different matter, but we are experiencing um, a very interesting change at the moment in radio and it's becoming once again quite a popular medium it kind of went down because um, transistor radios became less uh, popular and people and there wasn't that much choice but now the choice is infinite and we can listen to radio from all over the world um, by amateurs and professionals so it's quite an interesting time and we're obviously profiting from that which is incredible um, so What's the future of radio? I mean, that, I think that's the, the next question. Has anyone got any ideas of where it's going to or where they think it should go to, what they, what they would like to hear more of? Kathleen, what do you think? Wow, big question. Um, I think there'll be so... I guess with, in TV, there's now this explosion of lots and lots of channels you get, like hundreds and hundreds. It's quite overwhelming. And I guess um, I can imagine something similar might happen for radio. And at the same time, an explosion in the number of like podcasts and I guess how people listen to radio might change as well. Whereas before you just kind of catch something and you might not hear it ever again. Now it can be retained and you could listen to it a week later, a month later, a year later. Um, so I guess just more variety and more flexibility in terms of um, yeah, how how often you listen to the same thing. What do you think, Newton? Do you think... I mean, this kind of new way of listening to radio has um, meant that you can have a regular radio show. It makes it easy for you to be able to do that. So that's kind of an important, important personal uh, thing for you. In, in a way, I tend to agree with you on that last statement. But as you said previously... Radio is now going through what is called a renaissance. It's come back online or in phase and through different medias and through different instruments because it's now alongside the technology that we have. And as you noted, it, it can be picked up online and on via podcasts, etc. That's a technological um, improvement. And I know that you've got people that listen to your show from other countries as well, which is like something that yes. you probably wouldn't have been able to do if it was on the airwaves unless they could really, you know, it was right. a very powerful transmitter, but now it means that you can have fans it's all over the world potentially. It's on the net, and of course that makes it possible for a wider and more international audience and of course the interest has got to be there for them to find you and this is why in, in my case um, I have had a helping hand in the sense that I broadcast music of a specific kind and just a little flashback in the early days the sort of music that I now play would never be broadcast broadcasted on um, any of the stations that were 
in existence, especially stations that um, are connected with the system. They just didn't broadcast any of the music that I now play. So, from that perspective, um, it's made things much easier to, uh, for choice to come in, come in, into play. And of course, um, as you said, it's, it's, it's done this via an international spectrum. So here we are. Um, so I was just just going back to something that we talked about at the very beginning is when, when you had your club and you were saying that in those days, reggae music and the kind of music you play now wasn't being broadcast on national radio. So Radio 1, which was probably the <coughs> way BBC, that most people... Yeah. BBC was where people listened They're to the radio. Yeah. Mm. So how did people know about reggae? How, how did that happen? Again, um, the... Um, innovators kind of resorted to what was then classed as illegal, which were the pirate stations. And of course, they took the initiative of broadcasting music and other things that were not on the, in the general spectrum. And of course, the numbers did tell because um, the national stations were then deserted more or less and everybody used to just listen to what was deemed as the illegal pirate radios. So eventually um, they had to conform and of course they, they did this by taking on board some of the pirate stations. I suppose they wanted to get the knowledge and the atmosphere initially and um, of course, they went into what was called a normal broadcast, which had the input of everything that was happening out there. So sometimes a bit of uh, minor legality does offer a way out. So that was part of it. Or a way in. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we, we'll have another little musical break and then get back on. Oh, can I just... Yes, while, yes, while, while, please, please do. I'm still um, hot, you hot, know... Yes, go of, for it. No, I think that... Uh, I, I'm not so sure that, that the way in which radio is um, consumed is different from it ever was. The thing is, um, it w probably um, was not high up... It became lower down this, the, the scale as 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 the as the range of of broad of the me more of media, media choices. Yeah, yeah. Then, then radio had to take as as it were a backseat. But radio, as you say, it's got this flexibility. Um, so uh, and and it still has that flexibility. You can access it. You can take it anywhere at all you like with you. Um, compared with some of its the other. Sources that would provide you exactly the same I think information. You know, you, 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 yeah. you, if you, you, you take your radio and get it. There. I think that's a really good point. And what's interesting now is that a lot of us use our phones as a radio yeah. transmitter. So we've gone once again. We found a mobile medium that we we kind of lost at some point. So let's 
Talk about that. No, uh, it's 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 and and, um, and where whereas um, one can play music types of music now different genres and it's acceptable. It's it took a while to um, for attitudes to change or adapt to it and, and attitudes have changed and it's it, it, it's 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 in the same um, sort of I forget what the word for that now. Yeah it has been, it's not hasn't it hasn't changed overnight. It's taken the same type of span that you would need to change mm. any attitudes on any on any subject like any so maybe something to think about in the second half is that we've got so much choice and maybe that's making us a little bit more lost as well because too much choice means you don't know where to go sometimes rather than having one national radio station playing something that everyone listens to and everyone tunes into so they've got this one point of reference now we've got an incredible amount of choice and does that mean that you know, we're all kind of doing our own little thing and there isn't a, a, this kind of community focus that radio used to bring. So let's talk about that after the break. Thank you. Thank you. 